Welcome to the Raise with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Ecclesiastes 11. Cast your bread on the surface of the water, then after many days you will find it again. Put part of your investment into seven or even into eight ventures, for you do not know what disaster might come upon the land. If the clouds are full, they pour out rain on the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, wherever it falls, there it will lie. Whoever keeps watching the wind will never sow, and anyone who keeps looking at the clouds will never reap. Just as you do not know the path of the wind, or how bones form in the womb of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the work of God, who makes everything. In the morning sow your seed, and at evening do not let your hand rest, for you do not know which effort will succeed, this one or that, or if both of them will be equally good. Light is sweet, and it is good for eyes to see the sun. Yes, even if a man lives many years in all of them, let him find joy, but let him keep in mind the days of darkness, for they will be many. Everything that is to come is vapor. Young man, be happy while you are a child, and let your heart make you glad during the days of your youth. Walk down the roads on which your heart leads you, and on the way your eyes see. But know that for all these, God will bring you into judgment. Put frustration out of your mind, and ignore the troubles of your body, because youth and the dawn of life are vapor. This is the word of our God. Solomon brings his book to a crescendo and a conclusion here in this second to last chapter of Ecclesiastes. And what he what he's kind of been talking about for most of the book, as far as how one is to live in a life where the world is but vapor and where your actions will be will be forgotten in a generation or two, where there is it's impossible to find anything of lasting value in this world. Um, in this chapter in this chapter, he applies a lot of what he talked about previously, um, talking about being balanced, talking about vocation, talking about paying attention to what it is that you are supposed to be doing right now, rather than having your mind be elsewhere. And he applies these in a series of proverbs and a series of proverbial sayings that would apply to the everyday lives of the people. And I mean, verse one, there's a little bit of speculation. I think this one is a little bit far-fetched. Cast your bread on the surface of the water, then after many days you will find it again. There's a little bit of speculation that that is actually reference to an ancient uh, beer brewing recipe, but um, I'm not so sure about that one. I think he's he's basically saying the same thing as he says in verse 2. Put part of your investment into seven or eight ventures, but you do not know which disaster might come upon the land. Um, basically, that that when you spread your attention around or when you when you balance your wealth out across uh, a couple of different a couple of different areas, then you will eventually have a better return than in concentrating all in one. Whereas previously he talked about living a balanced life and how one is to live one's life, and now he talks about balanced actions within one's vocation, that um, that having a balance between what it is you do and what it is that you invest in will eventually hold a higher return in this world where life is but a vapor and where nothing has any actual lasting value. And so these this series of proverbs and proverbial sayings and words of advice here in chapter 11 
um, kind of apply those same basic ideas that he's talked about previously to specific actions and investment and work um, when he's talking about doing things at the proper time and paying attention to the things that you are doing when you're supposed to be doing them instead of, um, you know, watching the wind and keeping a look at the clouds instead of taking care of your sowing and your reaping, even if, even if time isn't exactly in your favor or the day isn't exactly in your favor, it is better to be active and to take action rather than to simply sit back and say, well, it's not quite the perfect time. So a lot of these proverbial sayings in this chapter apply um, to one's occupation or actions or specific work activities in the same way that he talked about the way one is to live one's life in previous chapters. And as I had said previously, that this chapter kind of brings to a close or to a crescendo exactly everything that he had talked about previously, talking about life under the sun, and here is the way you ought to live, with some balance, with some prudence, with some contentment, with paying attention to where you are and seeing things as they are, instead of wishing that you were elsewhere and doing other things. And that applies specifically to taking the time to enjoy wherever you are in life rather than wishing that you were a different age and looking ahead to the different stage when you will finally, in your mind, be able to take a, take a rest or you'll finally, maybe as a young child or a young person, you'll finally have the ability and the authority to do certain things. You'll be able to drive on your own. You'll be able to go to college or whatever the case may be. Rather than spending our time that is fleeting like vapor, wishing and wanting to be somewhere else, Solomon says, pay attention to where you are now. Um, the one who is <laughs> the one who is watching the wind um, and the one who is watching the clouds will never do their task. The one who is simply sitting back and thinking about it isn't going to. But the one who is active and the one who takes takes a focused look at what it is that they can do now, that person will find more enjoyment and more pleasure and perhaps even more success, even though that success is limited and will eventually disappear like vapor. And so in verse 9, um, he kind of summarizes a lot of this. Young man, be happy while you are a child and let your heart make you glad during the days of your youth. Walk down the road on which your heart leads you and on the way your eyes see, but know that for all these, God will bring you into judgment. Talking about life under the sun. Um, and the next chapter, he talks specifically about the attitude that one has toward the Lord during one's youth and how that is to affect one's life as well. But with this, this verse, verse 9, it's kind of Solomon saying that nothing should restrain the exuberance and the vitality that young people experience, except for two sobering facts. First of all, that they are accountable to God for all that they do. And then secondly, that they dare not delay living life at a, <laughs> at a so-called high flood of vigor, because the zest for living quickly ebbs away. The briefness of youth is part of the vanity of human existence, as he says in verse 10, and as the next chapter really gets into. Um, in this chapter, verse 10, put frustration out of your mind and ignore the troubles of your body, because youth and the dawn of life are vapor. And so he's not saying it's all hopeless, but he is saying, enjoy each stage of life as it is. And don't don't find yourself uh, whittling it away by being unbalanced and by focusing too much on, on the work or focusing too much on the frustration. Um, and don't, don't squander it by being unbalanced in your investment, by putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. 
And don't um, look aside and ignore the blessing of work by by sitting back and not taking action and being focused at where you are now. And so what can we as Christians learn from this? What can we as Christians take away from this in our takeaways today? Um, perhaps one is that the times are what they are. <laughs> it's, it's, almost, it's almost like a Stoic philosophy, um, but not quite, because because for the Christian, Stoicism doesn't really work, and we'll talk about that another time. But when he talks about life under the sun, um, it is it is kind of this philosophy that says, I can't change things, but what can I do right now? And for the Christian, we recognize that we have been entrusted with the stewardship of our time and our talents and our abilities, and we've been we've been given this time of joy and contentment by our Lord. We've been given the time of our lives, not for us to whittle them away and waste them away, or simply to to have the hours consumed by, by binge watching Netflix or whatever the case may be, but rather to be productive and to find something that we enjoy doing and to derive joy out of life from that work. And so as you go about your day, the questions of balance and contentment of focusing on where you are now rather than wishing you were at a different time or a different place or wishing that things would be different. How can you apply some of these ideas to your life of Christian living? How can you apply some of these ideas to um, the attention that you give to to the, the Word of God or to your entertainment choices? How can you apply some of these ideas of, of being focused and enjoying the days as they come? To not simply, um, not simply look at this world and these days as I wish things were different and I want things to change. Or do you remember when, you know, back in the day and thinking about how things used to be, but rather how can you see things as they are and use them profitably uh, for enjoyment and for the praise of our God today? So tomorrow, um, you've got our Thirsty episode with Pastor Zarling, Pastor Leightning. Be sure to tune in for that. It's uh, quickly become a crowd favorite. I've heard probably the most feedback about those Thirsty episodes, and we've only had two thus far. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless your day. <laughs>